You are listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. Word play of the day. It's time for the cover three question. So, Fluff, how are you today? I'm well, love. Thanks for asking. This is Football and Fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day. The Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, also known as the MEAC, is a collegiate athletic conference whose full members are historically black colleges and universities in the southeastern and the mid-Atlantic United States. The teams that are in the conference are Delaware State, Howard University, Morgan State, Norfolk State, North Carolina Central, and South Carolina State. MIAC, wordplay of the day. Football and Fluff family, welcome to the show, Leon Fields II. How are you, brother? Yes, sir. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Like we were talking off mic, um, sometimes I wish the Football and Fluff family can hear all of that as well, but we are really appreciative of you being here. Um, you are the second show of the HBCU series. We're so cool. proud that the Howard Bisons are showing up. You know Shout that, out to the sir. HBCUs. Challenge out to the other HBCUs, whether you're in a MEAC, SWAC, whatever. Yes, the sir. Howard Bisons are showing up. Y'all you better know, know it. You know that. They're they going to have to match it. They're going to have to match it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's just get right into it. Um, sure. I know that you were a linebacker. Impressive mm. looking, impressive specimen of a linebacker. 6'2". 245. Yes, I got sir, a little sir. secret. Uh, I played <laughs> linebacker. Yes, sir. So we, we probably, we, you know, we had the same playing style. <laughs> exactly. Down, downhill. Yes, exactly. Sir. So tell us about um, what, what got you to Howard University. Talk about that journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody has the crazy story of how they ended up where they got. Um, mine was more so um, of a, a coaching situation when I was in high school. And so um, there was a miscommunication with the head coach in high school at the time. And last minute when I'm thinking, you know, the offers are, are going to start coming in, had a couple of bigger schools looking at me and stuff. Um, and that miscommunication from the coach led to a miscommunication with those other, those other, um, those other schools that were in. So I found out about it. I'm talking about we were probably in the playoffs at that point oh, wow. um, of my senior season. And so um, I find out and I'm like, wow. So, um, I ended up talking to my linebacker coach, uh, Tracy White, um, okay. who he also went through um, Howard as well. 
he said, don't stress about it. Just keep playing great football. We'll work that stuff out. Um, you know, I got a couple of connections and stuff, but, you know, we'll make it work. And um, it was a godsend, honestly, um, you know, and kept on playing great football. And um, he put me in connect with a couple of schools, one of them being Howard. And okay. so um, Howard ended up uh, coming to the school. They flew down to South Carolina um, and, you know, we interviewed, we talked, everything. Next thing you know, I'm on a flight to D.C., first flight ever. Um, <laughs> first time being on a plane. So that was a great journey. Um, but then I got there and it was cold. Um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't even like Howard when I first got there. Crazy story. I know it's probably blasphemous to even say because everybody <laughs> has this story of I got to Howard's campus and, you know, I just fell in love. You know, I no, I hated it, um, yeah. you know, but grew to love it. And so, um, you know, long story short, um, I ended up connecting with their vision, um, yes. you know, and, and and a lot of things that they were talking about it was what I aligned myself with. Um, and from there on, I, I was a hired Howard Bison. So that's pretty much how it went. All day. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, we sir. have we have uh, family members that attended Howard University. So and I know how proud they are to be Bisons. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've experienced you guys' culture and and what it really made all of the other family members uh, wanting to do was to attend an HBCU because we yeah. see the pride and we see that you carry that for a lifetime. So exactly. we admire what we see. Yes, so sir. you are from South Carolina? Yes, sir. North Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about the football culture in South Carolina. When you were coming through, um, I assume, well, let me not assume. I'll just ask you, did you play mm-hmm. little league? Then you went to junior high and high school football and so on. Exactly. Yes, sir. Um, so football was just always a thing. Um, in hindsight, it was my outlet, um, you know, and, and the same for a lot of my teammates. Um, and so, you know, football was just always a thing you Sports really down there is, you know, you're always going to be involved in sports. Um, it's just a matter of which one you pick. And so mm-hmm. football was, of course, you know, in South Carolina, the, the big thing. So all of us um, got involved. And, and that's been where my I got brothers to this day, mm-hmm. um, all from sports. So, yeah, that was that was really the, the idea of it. Um, it's just a matter of which, which sport you're going to play. So for me, it was football and basketball. I played AAU basketball, too. And um yeah, from I think I was five or six and um, wow. was actually, you know, didn't even know how good I was. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just out there running around. Exactly. And so next thing you know, um, you know, I'm going to all-star games and stuff like that, still not really knowing what's going on, my parents knowing though. Um, and then we had to switch teams and stuff like that. It was just a bunch of going on. But, you know, come to find out I was good at football and, mm-hmm. you know, continued leaning on that. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And when you made your transition from high school to Howard University, mm-hmm. um, tell us about the academic culture. Was that an adjustment for you or were you mm-hmm. pretty much prepared for, you know, the college uh, academ- academia? I was not prepared in any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, so funny story. I was running a business, two businesses at the time in high school. So I came to Howard thinking that I was going to continue running those businesses, um, which was one of them was an online sneaker store. So I uh, bought, sold, customized and restored sneakers for people in high um, school that online. Yeah. In high school. And it it, it blew up um, with had orders across the country, even had a couple um, 
and Indonesia, Mexico. So it went international. So that, wow. that was a blessing. Yeah, that was a blessing. And then I was also doing um, house calls, uh, barbering. So I was cutting hair, doing house calls and stuff. So, you know, people would pull up to the house sometimes, you know, in between me customizing some sneakers, I'll cut one of my boys here and stuff like that. Or, you know, they'll reference somebody. And I'll, you know, that's how I met a lot of people in Charleston too. Um, so yeah, um, I did all of that and thought that I was going to Howard and, you know, same old, same old, nah. Um, and it, you know, the, the first year, um, those first two semesters were rough. Um, you know, and so I ended up, um, having to shut the business down and stuff. Cause I tried to outsource and all of that other stuff, outsource the work for the sneaker business. It, it, I didn't want to do it that way. Um, but, you know, we ended up um, shutting all of that down and buckling in on school. And that's when I really understood, you know, the hard work that you had to put in academics and getting it right from that front. Um, and my coaches definitely, you know, put some put some fire under me for that, too. Right. But, um, you know, yeah, we, we eventually got there. But, you know, to answer your question more directly, I was not initially ready. Um, yeah. It took some took some learning for sure, because I'm first generation also. So that was another level Wonderful. of complexity added to it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Very impressive. Um, you touched on it a little bit, and I want to go back to you saying that, uh, talking about your sneaker business, that you mm -hmm. established and or created and established this business while you were a high schooler. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, business yes, ownership, mm -hmm. high schooler. Yeah. Yes, you know, we just can't go past that. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I forget about it sometimes nowadays. So I, I appreciate you acknowledging it. Um, but yeah, that that was a big thing for me. Um, even since I was little was understanding like how to create for myself. Um, you know, we didn't grow up in the most um, initially, at least we didn't grow up in the in the most comfortable situation. And um, I watched my parents grind for us to get there. Me and my sister were sleeping on a pullout couch in a 570 square foot home. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. And so it was, it was tight. Um, I watched my parents grind outside of that. Um, and so me understanding what it took for them to do, them to do that. Um, I got a sense of, of doing it for myself also and being able to, um, you know, cre create for myself and own something. Um, and so I always want to do that. My, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, my mom even had some entrepreneurial endeavors that she was in in the past. Um, and so it just continued on. Nice. Um, they raised me with that mentality and, um, I just applied it to something that I love sneakers. So awesome. Awesome. So. Are you, are you still doing anything with sneakers today? No, I am not actually, okay. um, other than spending too much money on them. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they running the prices up. Like there's certain shoes I, I don't even touch anymore because they, they ran the price up. Exactly. On them. Um, exactly. cause you know, you still gotta be frugal, but, yes. um, yeah, I, I'd, uh, I don't touch the sneakers anymore. I do have some um, entrepreneurial stuff that's in the works um, in the future um, that we we working on now. But um, with the sneakers part of sneakers part of it, no. Nah. Okay. Okay. Yes, okay. So you go to Howard University. Um, mm -hmm. You're six foot two, two hundred and forty five pound linebacker, mm -hmm. which I I would have hated to have to run through any of them gaps <laughs> heading your way. Yeah. Um, you have a successful run there. What did you get your degree in? Um, so I actually did my uh, degree in advertising and community development. Nice. Yes, sir. Nice. Yes, Football sir. and Fluff family. He's a college graduate as well. So yes, I, I want the family to know um, from humble beginnings, uh, from a mistake of communication, from Howard University to a degreed man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So tell us yeah. about what life is like now after college. Yeah, for sure. So I ended up um, after Howard, I ended up going to William Mary to get my MBA. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't yes, know sir. that. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I um, actually major well specialized in finance and entrepreneurship, uh, ironically. So um, double specialized because um, <clears throat> the basically the startup that I told you that I'm working on that uh, hones in on finance um, and entrepreneurship, both for the black community and things of that nature. So um, definitely wanted to uh, hone in on that. And we ended up um, it's in Williamsburg, Virginia, okay. uh, which is, you know, very, um, you know, conservative area, um, you know, very white, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, you know, right up the street from Jamestown, Virginia, where, you know, the first landing place of the slaves and stuff. Um, and I, I made it my mission, um, which we completed right at the last minute um, to create a space for us in, in that, in that, you know, in that, at the institution. And so we did, we ended up, um, put together a team and we ended up uh, creating the first black business student association, um, nice. the school's 370 year history or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and so it, it was much needed and, um, many have, have tried to do it. And I don't say this because I'm anybody special, but I think what happened was the events of this past summer, yes. um, turn the tide and allow for the door to open for um, some of the ears to be more open for this type of organization. Understood. And so, um, you know, one of the things that happened was, you know, they tried to say, um, well, let's make it a people of color organization and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, that was, there were a lot of doors, but that was one of the main ones. Um, mm -hmm. But I say that to say I remain resilient in making it a black business, a black business student association because you know how it goes our backs were exploited, um, yes, you know, black backs were exploited. Other groups can be created for sure. Use, use this as a blueprint, um, which is being done now. But as for this space, you know, we needed to be specific. It's not going to be a catch-all. Yes. Um, so, you know, we were able to do that. Um, and I, I, I'm really proud of that initiative, really proud of the people that are walking into it because um, we had to, you know, create an e-board and stuff. So brought in an e-board and really proud of, you know, some of the things that they're going to end up doing. Um, and, you know, after that, um, just graduated in May. So then now I'm going to, Congratulations. Um, Outstanding. I started my job for a, a bank, um, doing community development. So I'm doing, uh, like affordable housing initiatives and also touching a little bit on some community development initiatives and other, um, in other areas also. When, when you identify that, first of all, let's not, uh, let me not go past what you accomplished. That is outstanding. And, and we acknowledge your success there. We also acknowledge the fact that you graduated with your MBA and we're very proud to have you as our family member, another accomplished family member. Um, when you go in to develop communities, mm -hmm. you said affordable housing. We, we're noticing now that how the housing prices are going way up. Mm -hmm. And so how do you go about identifying affordable housing for, for uh, folks to, to, to try and get? Sure. Um, so one thing that I will say on that is that um, for me personally, not, you know, of course, not speaking on behalf of the company or anything. Um, yes, sir. But uh, for me personally, I am I love the initiative of affordable housing. Um, it is much needed for sure. But I think there's a next level. And um, I've coined my own phrase, affordable homing. And so we need to create homes in our communities um, that we create and keep equity in yes. um, and, and, you know, don't, you know how it goes. Don't sell grandma's house. 
Exactly. So um, <clears throat> I, I think that is a, a larger initiative um, that needs to happen. But of course, you know, to address your question more directly about how we identify the deals, um, a lot of times it's just a matter of um, the interest for the bank in terms of do we see ourselves coming into this community and making an impact outside gotcha. of just the, the numbers. And that's one thing that that attracted me to the company because it was bigger than just, all right, we're making, you know, we're making 6% on this, we're making 5%. It's more so of we making, we're hitting our numbers, but we're also making a, a bigger impact in this yes. way. Um, so there was a, a project that they had financed in DC that it was for grand families. The first fam the first initiative um, that had done this and they financed grand families because there's a clause in affordable housing where you cannot, uh, the, you have to stay with your, you have to stay with your parent. Essentially, okay. the child has to stay with their parent. Um, and so there, there was a, that clause made it to where grandparents couldn't get affordable housing uh, okay. because they were taking care of their, you know, um, yes. or something that, and they don't quote me exactly on it, but it's something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so um, they made it initiative to, uh, to finance something like that. And then on top of that, adding like a workforce development um, or mm -hmm. entrepreneurship innovation type thing to it too. Mm -hmm. So with them having that focus um, and then me being the problem solving type of person and innovative type of person that I try and be um, and damn, I, I, I fell in love with the company and, um, nice. and it's, it's culture. So, you know, that's where we're starting. I actually just started last week. Outstanding. Um, yeah. On Monday. So, you know, just, just trying to go in there and make an impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like you'll have a, a lot of success there. Uh, yes, sir. Let's go back Thank to you. football. Yes, sir. Can you tell us a memorable moment that you had mm -hmm. on the football field and, and, and who, hmm. who was the opponent when that happened, when that moment happened? Hmm. A memorable moment. Um, I would say, you know, there's so many. Okay, so this was actually the game before my my last game before I got injured. Um, it was against Ohio. Um, the Bobcats. Yes. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if you, I don't know if I still have the video on my Instagram, but I'll send it to you or something. Okay. But basically, what happened was, um, it was a it was a play, I think, I can't remember if I was sitting on a blitz or if I read it, but essentially what happened, it was a, a power read, and they had the, the fullback coming through, um, running back, of course, right behind them, and I'm running through my gap. It's coming through my gap, so um, I run through and run, literally took my forearm, ran through that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um he he fallen back and then fell into the and fell, fell into the next tackle um i'm probably describing horribly you'll see the video but it was just okay. a uh disregard for human life for real in that moment <laughs> um, you know so just just ran through his chest and then um and made the tackle in the backfield um and the play was over like that um so you know that was one of the most memorable ones but then also um there was a play that I made in high school that I was like, yeah, you kind of, you, you got to chill out a little bit. Um, Cause it was a, it, I'm talking about you saying we six two, two hundred 245 pounds. I was probably in high school. I was probably about six, two, maybe like, well, I, I might've been the same weight, but of course, you know, it was more fat than it was muscle. Gotcha. And so um, this guy was, he was probably there in muscle at that point. He was a shorter dude, shorter, stocky fullback. Um, and he gets, the, he gets the ball at the goal line 
Um, and I think I had to run through somebody else or something to get to him. And my helmet came off and I didn't stop (laughs) and, and, and ended up having to collide with him. Thankfully, you know, not with my head, um, but ended up colliding with him to make the tackle. Um, and I still, I got a picture of that one too, of like me tackling this dude and you can see his arm like swole dude. Wow. And you know, my skinny little arm in there, you know, uh, (laughs) trying to tackle him with no helmet. Um, but I I think that just went to one of the things that I used to, I used to run through the team. Uh, it's a, it's a song by Mr. Biggs called trial time. Um, and so, you know, I used to always say, Hey, we taking it to trial. We don't duck no work. We don't, you know, none of that. Like we, we going to take it to trial. We seeing everything through. (laughs) Um, and so it was just a, an aggression that I I really wanted to play with and um, and did, and so um, yeah, I would say those are the two most memorable moments. Awesome, awesome. Yes, Tell us about uh, if you have a social media presence. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, um, my Instagram is Leon Fields II because um, Leon Fields the second. Um, and the same for Twitter. Um, I think those are the only two that I'm on. I don't really be too much okay. in the social media, but yeah. Um, yeah, those are two handles that you can uh, yeah. find me on. Yeah, I found you on uh, Instagram. I started following you. And uh, so hopefully some more family members come through and sure. uh, check out Leon Fields the second. And we most certainly are happy that you came by the show to tell yes, us a sir. little bit more about Leon feels the second. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I was just going to say I'm I'm big on on mentorship as well. So if any of the family members are listening and, and want to reach out for um, anything, feel free. Um, you know, I may not be able to respond immediately, of course, but definitely we'll get back to them and, you know, we can go from there. That's good to know. Uh, we yes, appreciate sir. that. I appreciate that. That's good to know. Um, yes, football and Fluff family, former linebacker, for the Howard University Bisons, Leon Fields II. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, for sure. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.